Hello there and welcome to another episode of Still Standing with Valerie Silvera. Today I was going to chat with you a little bit about your focus. And when I say your, I mean all of us. So we decided when we took my original nine actions and, and decided to take them to a different level, we renamed each of them, put them in a specific order, and we did a lot of different things to make this really a really cool way that you could take what you want, what you're trying to accomplish, and then move through the weapons in a specific order. And um, so anyway, we also decided to rename them, and they're all called your, right? Your focus, your attitude, your oxygen mask, your legacy, your attitude, and on. And that's because we want you to take ownership of it and really have it be something that you think about more on a personal level than some ethereal thing, right? But please know that all of these things that I teach on, talk about, they're all things that I've dealt with, that I've walked through. They're, you know, maybe we should call this book, you know, Valerie's Mistakes. <laughs> Although, isn't there a saying that there are no mistakes, only feedback, no failures, only feedback, something like that? So, I mean, I've stumbled my way through life. You know, I've done a lot of things I'm not proud of, said things, obviously said things throughout life, wish, you could, wish I could take back. But we learn, we move forward, and hopefully we create enough good to make up for anything that wasn't so hot in our lives. So... This is your focus, it's my focus, it's our focus. In everyday life, it's really difficult to maintain focus. I mean, just focusing on a task is difficult because we have never been in a, in a time in history where there are so many distractions, there's so much noise. I mean, this is why I closed down my Facebook group and started a private group. It's, it's done through Circle, but it's also embedded into my website. and. It's a way that we can stay out of the distractions of social media because when you're in our circle group, there is, I suppose you could join other circle groups and there would be your distraction, but you don't have this constant feed to distract you. And I know that's going to take people a little minute or so, maybe a little longer to get used to, but I really think that it's kind of dangerous for us to be constantly bombarded with distractions that are stressful that cause us to feel fear and even panic, that are creating tons of division and hatred and just animosity. And, and anyway, so that really leads into what I'm saying, that it is a challenge in the best of times when life's just cooking by wonderfully to stay focused on anything, let, let alone your work, say, for eight hours or however many hours you work, but anything right? You're, you're trying to follow a recipe and cook something and ding, ding, if you have notifications, which I don't have on any of my apps of any kind, because that drives me nutty. But I mean, if that's what you have, then, you know, you're bing, bing, and you just can't stand it, right? We can't stand it. It's really funny for those of you who are old enough to remember answering machines. We actually had answering, mach answering machines. We didn't have devices that had messages. We would have to wait until we went and listen to them. We had to go home and listen to them. We didn't have these devices attached to us. And I kind of have a love-hate relationship with all of this technology because it's super cool that we have that, but it's also debilitating in a lot of ways. So in the best of times, 
we can really get out of focus, right? It's hard for us to stay focused on what we're supposed to be doing, what we're the task at hand, our own lives, our own mission, our own stuff. We're constantly bombarded by other people's opinions and other people's lives. Pretty challenging to stay focused on your own when that's going on. And that constantly puts us into comparison mode. And I don't know if you've heard this before, but comparison is the thief of joy. In many ways, comparison's all right. It's fine. I mean, how else do you figure out what kind of, of toothpaste to buy? You know, you compare one to the other. You're going to buy a, a new car. You're, you're going to compare the features of one to another. And the cost from one to another, th that's fine. Comparison is good in those ways. But much of the time when we're comparing, we are comparing our life to our perception of somebody else's life. Because most of the time, we really don't know what's going on in somebody else's life. Not really. We don't know all the details. We don't know what's going on behind closed doors. We don't know how they feel in their heart. We don't know what they're like in their quiet moments. We don't know all of their history. So we're comparing it to our reception of reality. And even if we did know all of it, you know, if we could have some snapshot run through our brain and we could get it, all of it, you know, all of it in, in our head, we still shouldn't be comparing because it's their life, their journey, and not ours. But as I said now, it's so difficult. When I consider all of the other decades that I've lived in before this social media age, we didn't really have all this comparison going on. We didn't have this bombardment of how we're supposed to look all the time. I always say that I, I can remember two models when I was growing up. And one of them was Twiggy. And I always thought she was way too thin. I, she was nobody I ever wanted to emulate. There's, she's nobody I could have emulated. I mean, just the bones in my knee were bigger than the, the bones in her hips. I mean, it was like we were just different. And then there was Cheryl Teagues. And I remember she was a swimsuit model. And we thought she was cute. But that was it. I mean, how much time did you think about her? You didn't think about her because we weren't bombarded with it. And then there's just constant, you know, you're supposed to look like this or that or that. I mean, it's just, it's too much. And that's just talking about how you're supposed to look. So anyway, in the best of times, like I said, e easy to get distracted, isn't it? What about when all hell breaks loose? You know, how about when the hits keep coming? How about when you're riding that roller coaster from hell? When you're just one moment away from losing it. I know I was there for 13 years, smiling on the outside and dying on the inside, completely devastated by my daughter's addiction and my inability to save her, to stop it, to get the most gifted person I knew back on track. I was a complete failure. And I was so focused on that really at, at the expense of so many other things in my life. I was managing it, don't get me wrong. And a lot of people in my life, when they read my first book, Still Standing After All the Tears, they didn't even know. I had people in my family go, wow, I didn't know you were feeling like that because I was a good actress. But I also like to say, I was an actress who was about to have her final curtain call because I was going down. I mean, I was really, really depressed. I just was able to hide it because I'm the kind of person that didn't want people to feel sorry for me I was also a very emotionally private person. Isn't that funny? Who'd ever thunk it? <laughs> I'd be over here talking about what I do now because honestly, I was not that kind of person. Outgoing, but not about my feelings. And, you know, so 
it's it's been an interesting ride let's put it that way so i'm riding that roller coaster from hell and i'm feeling like garbage and you can you can relate can't you whatever you're going through it doesn't have to be the same thing i was going through with jamie's addiction we also were having financial challenges because of business um and the economy related to it and it just just a load of stuff going on and then other family challenges and dynamics there was just a lot of stuff and i'm trying to juggle all the balls and while i'm doing that i'm focused on two things and i think you can relate to this we focus on usually both of them at the same time so i really shouldn't say one of two things i should say both of these our problems and our losses what we never had or what we lost, what we're trying to obtain and can't seem to get, and on other people's lives. And then we take those two things and we do a lot of comparing. We go, you know, how come they get to have lunch with their daughter? How come they, I'm seeing the post about their college graduation. How come I'm seeing the post about them having a baby? How come the family vacation they get to have? And I don't get to have those things. My family is falling apart, damn it. It's not fair. Can you relate to that? Focused, focused, focused on the wrong things. I shouldn't say the wrong things. It's hard not to focus on that. But hyper-focus. Continuing to focus on our losses and what we don't have keeps us trapped as a victim. We wind up living in that victim land you've heard me talk about before. Not a cool place to live. You know, initially it might feel kind of great because other people get you, but after a while, it's pretty darn depressing. There's no power in being a victim. But we stay trapped that way when we're doing that comparison thing. And when we're in that, you know, it's not fair. And we're running that movie over and over and over and over and over about, you know, everything that went wrong and what the hell. And then we're watching, watching, watching other people's lives And really, like I said before, the perception of what we think it's all about. I can't tell you how many times I said, God, what the heck? I might have even said, what the hell to God? Hey, he already knows I swear. So I had to, you know, I'll be honest with him too. You know, what's going on here? Why do I seem to have this curse? Why does it seem like I have a life sentence? My gosh, it must have been all the partying I did as a teenager. I mean, yeah, I kept it together with grades and and I worked and cleaned the house and did all that stuff, but I did all sorts of stuff that I wouldn't recommend when I was in my partying days, big time. I mean, we we took certain drugs that we thought were just kind of fun, you know, lucky I didn't have any addiction. I mean, gosh, poor Jamie, she didn't, wasn't able to just dabble. Anyway, I'm not proud of that kind of stuff. I'm sure that in those years, I also treated people not nice at times. You know, I don't like that about me. I wish I could go back and just unwind anything I did that wasn't cool. But we can't do that. We've got to move forward. We have to just become the best that we can be and and somehow make up for all of it. But it's hard to move forward. It's hard to make something of our lives. It's hard to stand up. In fact, it can be nearly impossible to stand up in the middle of the storm to get yourself up when that beast is on top of you and you're laying on that mat to get yourself up. It's nearly impossible when you're focused on everything going wrong in your life and everything you think is going great in everybody else's life. 
When you're a victim, that beast weighs a thousand pounds. And it can seem impossible to move him off of you. To find that little bit of hope. I mean, that's what all I took. That's all I had, my friend. A tiny bit of hope. I mean, I, I told my husband I didn't want to be here anymore. So, I mean, obviously I was losing hope. A tiny bit of hope and a shred of confidence. I mean, just something I could reach back in and go, you know, that, that woman you used to be. Valerie, how you used to feel. And I just started clawing my way in the dark. Because I didn't want to be that way any longer. It's also been a battle. It's been a battle. I started this journey probably about six years ago now. And maybe a little longer, but I mean, it's been a battle. I'm going to be, I like it. It's so funny when I find myself going, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, what am I not honest the other times? (laughs) Okay, here's the deal. I still struggle with this. This is one of the weapons of hope that I need the most. I wrote all this stuff. I wish, wish you could see the, the table of contents for this particular weapon of hope. Really cool stuff. Very, very helpful. Love every section of this. But dang it, don't I need it. I have to go back all the time, daily, and use all of these weapons of hope. And sometimes just a little tiny section within one of them. One little concept. Sometimes more. Because life is tough. The other thing we do with focus, by the way, is sometimes we are so tired of focusing on our problems, right? And other people's lives. And so we distract ourselves. We're like, oh gosh, my life is so terrible. I've got to distract myself from life. And so we find ourselves maybe on social media scrolling and then pretty soon it's three hours later. And you know what? I mean, sometimes it's okay to distract yourself from your problems because it'll get you out of a funk sometimes. I mean, although scrolling social media might not be the best way to get you out of a funk because remember, it's filled with this concept of everybody having a wonderful life, right? Everybody's highlight reels that you're seeing or all this fighting and division and everything now. So either way, you probably aren't going to end up feeling too good after three hours of scrolling. But we do stuff like that. Or maybe it's overeating. There's all sorts of things that we can do to distract ourselves from our lives. So I get that. And sometimes that's okay to do. But we have to try to find better ways to distract ourselves. Like, for instance, if your life is is going kind of not so hot right now. And you jumped onto this podcast. Hear me clapping? Good job. Because this is the kind of thing that you can do to to distract yourself, but you're also getting good wisdom and nuggets. So you're like, okay, let me just jump out of my life for a minute and listen to something uplifting and positive. You know, even though I'm talking about tough stuff, I hope that at the end of these podcasts, you always feel uplifted and you feel encouraged and you get some hope that you can do this too. Because I know you can. There's no question in my mind. So, you know, letting go of that comparison. And I know for me, I don't know what you're going through, but I know that when I was in that comparison mode and I just was so focused on my terrible life and Jamie in particular, I was missing out on a lot of other people in my life. I was, I was, you know, showing up and I didn't always show up. Sometimes I didn't show up for things and I had an excuse. So why I couldn't go. 
And I was never like that before. I, I went to everything. I showed up. But I always, you know, had some reason I couldn't. Uh, because I was trying to avoid the sadness, the sadness of, of comparing. I was avoiding sometimes being around my own family because they were a constant reminder that their kids were doing well and mine was crashing and it, and it hurt me. And I don't think that's a bad thing. It just, it just was what it was. But I was so focused on my problems that I couldn't see the forest for the trees. I couldn't seem to find a solution. And so there I was, you know, doing all of this being sort of present for people, but not being present. You know what I'm talking about. The difference between showing up and then really being there, listening and being involved and being happy for other people who have what you don't. That's a big one, my friend. When you can get to that point, wow, you've really made some progress. And I've been able to do that, but I, oh, that's been a battle. That was a biggie. And then I would feel guilty because I wasn't happy for them. And then around and around I would go, right? Circle in the drain. I started to think that I was going to end up with a wall of forgotten people. All these other people in my life that were there while I was so focused on the one that wasn't. And I hopefully you can relate this to whatever it is in your life, whatever loss, whatever it is you don't have. It could be a job. It could be some other type of a, a love relationship. It could be, you can, we can even grieve our youth. And then we focus on that. We don't have that anymore. I mean, heck, I wish I had the body that I had. Uh, let's see. What do I want to say? About 20 pounds ago, even 15 pounds ago, when I used to think I needed to lose weight. I found this old spreadsheet I had where I was, you know, measuring my every part of my body and, and trying to lose weight and everything. I think I was like 24 pounds lighter back then. Isn't that hilarious? Sometimes we get so focused even on that, on the past, on what we used to have. Well, guess what? I didn't have a thyroid condition back then. Well, no, I did. It hadn't really started to affect me then. And I didn't have the adrenal fatigue. I hadn't gone through all of the, the Jamie, you know, era. And so... How can I expect myself to be in that same shape that I was before when I have these, you know, physical, I've, I've got a metabolism, serious metabolism issue without, with my missing thyroid gland and, and this adrenal fatigue. Okay. It doesn't mean I shouldn't try, but sometimes we do that. We even focus on the past so much so that, you know, it's crazy. You can't go back there. It's fine to go back. It's great to relive memories, but we can't go and live there and live with regret you know, I wish this was, was like that. I wish this were different. You're where you are right now, my friend. Today is the day. And today's the only day you're guaranteed. Every single day after today is a bonus. So let's do this. Let's figure out how to improve our focus so that we can become the best version of ourselves possible because the world needs it. You deserve it, and so do all of the other people around you, and even those you haven't met yet. That one actually gets me pretty excited. Yes, I want to be there for people who know me now, but I'm really excited about who I can become for people I haven't even met yet. I hope that excites you too. That is all about your focus. May it inspire you. When this podcast ends, 
to just turn the dial a little bit even, turn the crank, move your focus away from something that's detrimental to you and on to something that you can use, something that you can move forward with, something that'll help you get up off of that mat, reclaim your life, start living again, or take it to a whole new level. Your story matters. I'm always reminding you this. Your story matters, so live it courageously. Join my Trauma Disruptors group. You can go to ValerieSilvera.com and get all sorts of really great resources. Get on my newsletter, stay connected with me, and I hope that you will subscribe to this podcast so that you can be notified and you won't miss any episodes. We come at you once a week at this point in time. And... I just, I just want us to stick together because life's tough. And when we link arms, we're so much stronger. You don't have to be where I am to link arms with me. And I don't have to be where you are if you're far, farther than I am in, in life. I mean, we don't have to be at the same place. We just have to have a, a similar mindset that we just want to be better. So link arms with me and let's disrupt trauma because let's face it that's what this is all about all these experiences that we go through big or small they're traumatic to us and even if they're just small ones that aren't super traumatic but you add them all together and boom and then we end up all out of focus so let's let's be disruptors let's not stay stuck in our trauma let's use it i'm not saying ignore it get past it yeah, you kind of do have to overcome it. But at the same time, let's use it. Let's not just say, okay, I overcame and I got past it. What if you could actually use what's happened to you as jet fuel to propel you further? Because had you not gone through whatever it is you're going through or have been, you would not be the person that you are today and have the capacity to be. Because it is in the difficult times where we grow the most, we learn the most. Even if it is so painful, you want to pull the covers over your head and wait till it passes. That's where we learn. So link arms with me. You're not alone. I'm standing with you. So let's do this. Let's disrupt trauma for good. <laughs>